glorious day, and uh, certainly uh, all looking forward to that day. Uh, seniors, they're going to have a uh, joy um, event uh, on June 2nd at 11.30, June 2nd to 11.30 in the Fellowship Hall, Ms. Tammy, uh, in the Fellowship Hall, and uh, that is for um, our senior saints, and um, got any questions about that, you can see Miss uh, Tammy uh, about that, and uh, again, June 2nd at 11.30 over in the Fellowship Hall. We're going to be looking in the book of Philippians uh, this morning, the book of Philippians, and um, you know, I was, I was thinking about, of course, when you have downtime and uh, you have time to reflect and a time to um, just review your life and review life in general, and um, as we think of life, um, you know. We understand the brevity of life. Of course, in, in James, the Bible says, what is your life? It's a vapor. It's here for a little time and vanishes away. It's gone. And so uh, we know that life is, life is short. And um, uh, life is short and time goes fast. Uh, sometimes things drag on. You, you ever notice that? Uh, if you, I'll give an example. If you, um, you plan your vacations in advance... It seems to just drag on till your vacation vacation finally gets here. Your vacation gets here. You go on vacation. Poof, vacation's gone. You think to yourself, "Wait a minute. Why did it drag before?" And then vacation happens, and it goes fast. And now vacation's over. And it's because you know time is relative. And um, boy, we can we can really go through life. Uh, uh, rapidly. As I look back, uh, I don't know if you ever do this and you kind of reflect on life. You better, it's good to reflect. It's good to look back. Uh, it's bad to live there. You see the difference? Don't, don't, don't live in the past. We're not in the past. The past is called the past because it's gone. Okay? So you can't go back and, and relive. That's what happens with most of us guys. We hit a certain age and we go through a midlife crisis. And, you know, we want to we wanna be 25 again, or we want to be whatever again, and sometimes we live through our children, sometimes we, some of y'all look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. A lot of you ladies are going, yeah, and you guys are going, I don't know what you're talking about. That's probably because you've been through one. And so, uh, but, you know, the life is short. And you look back, and I, I swear it was just yesterday I was 25 and 30 years old and and that's gone the brevity of life we understand that we understand that 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 life is very brief and I think we get that I think everybody gets that because uh, because time is equal for everybody so you don't get more time than I do I don't get more time than you do now we spend it differently right I mean we 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 uh we get a 24-hour period when that 24-hour period is over it's over uh, we don't get to say, okay, wait a minute, I needed 26, so I'm going to borrow two hours from tomorrow. You can't do that, can you? I mean, you, you have until midnight, uh, my, my, this, is, this is what my college daughter, Anna, she's just absolutely famous for. Uh, when does it do? When does it do, sweetheart? Midnight. Midnight when? Tonight. 
tonight at midnight. It's due. Your paper's due tonight at midnight, and you just started it. Yep, that, that's right. And she always seems to finish it. 11.58, you know, 11.54, you know, whatever it is, that, that deadline. Why? Because that's it. Midnight. To, after midnight, it starts the next day. So we understand, we, we get the brevity of life. But sometimes what I think we miss is the breath of life. The breath of life. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking um, here in Philippians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter number 4, uh, in verse 32. You know that verse, right? Be kind one towards another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, is, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So be ye kind one toward Do you know how many problems we could solve? Do you know how many problems we could solve in this world? Do you know how many problems we could solve in the government? Do you know how many problems we can solve in politics? Do you know how many problems we could solve in the church if we just be kind one to another? But so often we're mean. So often we're reactionary. You have to be so careful being... What is reactionary? Reactionary is when somebody cuts you off when you're driving down the road. How you act, or probably act, is reactionary. I mean, you get mad. I mean, you, you zoom around them and cut them back off. Or maybe when somebody's following you too closely. Does anybody else not like that? I can't stand when somebody's following. Because if I have to... If I have to stop quick, there's no way they're going to stop, right? And so, what do you do when you get aggravated when somebody's following you too closely? Man, I'm here to tell you, I will do 30 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Why? Because I am aggravated. And if I'm aggravated, I often act reactionary. Somebody says something to me, boom, I say something back. And it's often the wrong thing. That's why the Bible says that we're put a watch upon our mouths. Why? Because, man, have you ever said something you regretted? You've been around long enough, you have. You ever, you ever regretted it later? You ever regretted it instantly? I mean, you popped it out and you're like, oh, man. Okay, I didn't mean it quite like, yeah, you did. You just didn't mean it. You just didn't mean for it to come out of your mouth. Right? That's why God says to put a watch upon your mouth. And as I think about the breath of life, I think about Saul. You remember Saul before he became Paul? What was Saul before he became Paul? The, the preacher that we went to in, in, in um, uh, uh, this last Sunday, we went to, he kept calling Saul. He kept saying Saul was a terrorist. He was a terrorist. Now, if he said terrorist once, he said terrorist 45 times. I mean, he was a ter- And really, essentially, w- what was he? He was. I mean, essentially, he was persecuting Christians. He was persecuting the church. He was there when they stoned Stephen. Now, he was, he was not a great... He was a religious man. But he was not saved. He didn't get saved until Damascus. And in, and in Acts chapter 9, in verse number 1... The Bible talks about uh, uh, Saul's uh, threatenings and the, the breath of Saul. Man, 
he persecuted and he threatened and he did all these things to be to be religious, but to hurt the church. And then, of course, we know on the road to Damascus, Saul got saved and God changed his name from Saul to Paul. And Paul, the missionary, uh, 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 the missionary uh, church planner, the the writer of most of the New Testament, that's Paul, who was Saul. And God transformed and changed. And now Paul, now get this, I want you to get this, Saul's breath was threatenings, persecution, mean spirit. I mean, he was dragging Christians off for persecution. If they met together, if they uh, worshipped together, he was doing everything he can to demolish the church. His breath was persecution and, 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 and threatenings. And then Saul gets changed to Paul. His life gets changed. Can I tell you this much? If you don't know it already, when Jesus passes by your life, your life changes. You ever notice that? You ever notice it reading the, 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 the New Testament? You ever notice that physically and spiritually lives were changed when Jesus got involved? The deaf could hear and the dumb could speak and the blind could see and the, and the dead could live again. Every time Jesus got into a situation, something miraculous happened. And I'm here to tell you, not just physically, but spiritually, if Jesus passes by your life, He'll change your life completely. 2 Corinthians 5.17, right? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I want you to know what Jesus' goal for your life is. Now, there are some things that I can tell you what the will of God is for your life, and there are some things that I cannot. I know for a fact, A, that God's will for your life is for you to be thankful. I mean, that's God's will for every single born-again child of God to be a thankful Christian. It's God's will. But you know that Jesus came for a reason? Jesus came for a purpose. What was that reason? What was that purpose? That reason and purpose was you. That reason and purpose was me. That reason and purpose was so that we could be reconciled back with God. Do you realize that your sin separates you from God? See, these things don't get taught anymore. What we want, what we want in churches by and far anymore is to come to church for the preacher to pump our ego and make us feel better and make us feel good about the things that we did. Hey, you don't understand, preacher. I gave in the offering. Can you hear the angels rejoicing in heaven? You don't understand, preacher. I came to church. I mean, I came to church Three times this month. This month. Woo-wee! The angels are going, whoa, they're having a party. We're talking about, listen to me, we're talking about elementary stuff that we often do that we want the preacher to pump up our ego to tell us how what a good person we are. But I'm here to tell you, the Bible says you are wicked and you are undone and you missed the mark. That's the Bible says. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. 
We all fail. And we all have been separated from God because of our sin. Now, you can blame it on Adam, you can blame it on your parents, you can blame it on your environment, you can blame it on whatever you want to, but really the person you need to blame it on is the person that's looking at you in the mirror every morning. Because we are sinners by birth, but we are sinners by commission as well. And by omission as well. You see, there are things that we do that we shouldn't do, and there are things that we should be doing that we aren't doing, and they are sin. Isn't that what the Scripture says? We are all sinners. And it has separated us from God. And so, you can work as hard as you want. You can get baptized in every form possible. I mean, you can be sprinkled, you can be poured, you can be dunked, you can do everything. You can go to the Jordan in Israel and be baptized. It's going to do nothing for your salvation. Nothing. You can come to church... Week in, week out. You can give in the offering. Week in, week out. You can give all that you have. Everything that you have, you can give it all. But what good is it if you lose your own soul? What good is it if you gain everything? That's what we like to do, don't we? We like to pat each other on the back, make make ourselves feel better, make ourselves feel good. But I'm here to tell you, We all fail. We all falter. And Jesus Christ came, listen, to seek and to save that which was lost. That was His purpose. He died upon the cross. He shed His perfect, innocent, sinless blood upon the cross because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. He was buried. He only needed to borrow Joseph's tomb. And on the third day, He rose again. And the Bible says that He is at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. Do you know what it means to be interceding? It means to be praying for. Let me tell you what I want from you. I would love for you to pray for me. I'd love for you to pray for my family. I'd love for you to pray for my ministry. That's intercession. When somebody prays for you, or you pray for somebody else, you are interceding for them. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is interceding for you. Now, I'm glad that you're praying for me. Praise God. If you are praying for me, I thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart, and I praise the Lord for it, but I'd much rather have Jesus praying for me. (laughs) I'm just here to tell you. I'm so glad that that I, I can find who I am in Jesus Christ. I don't find who I am in my bank account. I don't find who I am in, 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 in my possessions. I don't find who I am. Now watch out. Watch this. I don't find who I am in my children. In my spouse. I don't find who I am in my church. I find who I am in Jesus Christ. And when you find who you are in other things, boy, I'm telling you, those things can collapse. Those things can go away. Those things can disappoint. Do you understand something about God? He never disappoints. And when you call upon the name of the Lord for salvation, guess what He does? He saves you. Because God is not slack concerning His promises as some men count slackness. He is what? He's faithful. God is faithful. 
And when God says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, then those that call upon the name of the Lord are what? Either that, and I'm not trying to sound sacrilegious, but listen to me, either that or God's a liar. And we know that God's not a liar. So if you're not saved this morning and you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I'm here to tell you, place your faith, place your trust in Jesus Christ and He'll save you. And when He saves you, He changes you. Before I was saved, I was a different person. I was a person that probably most of you would not want to hang around, would not want to be around. I was not a nice person. I was the kind of person, you ever heard about the, the, the guy that'll fight at the drop of a hat? Well, I was the guy that dropped the hat. I, I mean, I like to do the things that, that you shouldn't do and all these, but listen to me, God saved me. And when God saved me, he changed me. I still have people, listen to me, I'm talking about years and I'm talking about decades. And I still have people going, what in the world's going on with him? I know what happened. This is their favorite thing. This is the favorite thing the world likes to say. He joined a cult. Because that's the only thing that can change a person, right? Is if they join a cult. They join a, I mean, he is with, I mean, they go to church every single week. You give a, you give a how much to the church? Yep, you're a cult. You believe in the X, Y, and Z? You believe the Bible's the inerrant, infallible? Word of God? Weirdo? By the way, you're a weirdo. You're strange. Something's wrong with you. If, and by the way, if you put in front of your name that you're fundamental, not only are you weird, but you're probably a terrorist too. Right? People, Because people don't understand. It, the book of Philippians says, it passeth all understanding. The world doesn't understand, but I'm here to tell you, if you've experienced it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. God has changed you. He changed Paul, uh, Saul into Paul, and his, and his breath had changed. The breath of life of Paul changed. Watch this, Philippians chapter 2, verse number 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ... If any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. The old Paul, Saul. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other. Better than themselves. Wow, I'm here to tell you, a lot of churches today have cut that verse out of the Bible. Let each esteem other better than themselves. And as I'm thinking about the breath of life, we get the brevity of life. We understand that that life is uh, that life is short. We love the blessings of life, aren't don't we? I mean, we love that God is blessed. We we went down and we 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 went on vacation and and uh, just just prayed that we have a a good week. And I'm here to tell you, it was it was 85 degrees. 
I mean, the wind blew the whole time, just, just lightly. It was cool at night. Sunset over the water every single night. This week, 70% chance of rain all week. We left Friday. When we left Friday, it was so overcast, you could hardly even see the water. As I'm driving off the island, I mean, listen, I, I feel really bad for those that are coming in. I, I really do. But man, as I was going off the island, I was going, praise the Lord. Thank you, God, for giving us such a beautiful week. The blessings, right? Don't we miss the blessings? We miss the blessings all the time in life because we don't have our eyes open spiritually. And we don't have our eyes open. We always got our eyes open to everybody else. Instead of having our eyes open to what God has done in my life, what God has done in your life. God has been good to you. Do you know why we don't think that sometimes? We don't think that sometimes because we're so busy looking at everybody else. And by the way, there's always somebody that has something nicer. Something bigger. Something better. Always. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter where you go. We went down there and we got last year, something we do, we do, uh, we've done this last several years. Last year, we, so we go, we, we rent a house and we get a golf cart. Because this place you just drive everywhere on a golf cart, it's just awesome. You don't have to get in the car. It's just, it's just wonderful. Well, I got, I rented the, the biggest piece of junk golf cart that you've ever seen. I mean, you have ever seen. I mean, it looked terrible. The kids were like, you know, driving down the... And it was one of these, you, you push the gas, it goes... Hurr. I'm going, get, Kyle, get out and push. You know, it was, that, it was one of those. This year, man, I'm telling you right now, for an electrical... I mean, you hit that thing, boom, you took off. And I thought, man, I nailed it this time. And then you watch a golf cart go by, and it's like... What? Is that the Mercedes of golf carts? There's a, the Porsche of golf carts. My golf cart's a piece of junk. Until I remember what I used to have. You see, you can always find a house that is nicer, a car that is nicer, something that somebody else has. They've got more money. They go, but you know what? The opposite's also true. Did you know, did you know that? You can, you can also look. You know what I was doing as I was driving around in a golf cart? Kind of was feeling bad about all the people that were walking, riding bikes, all the people that were taking the public transportation. If we weren't living in such a weird world today, I'd have stopped several times and asked people, you, you want to ride? I mean, we're just going down here. I, I don't mind giving you a ride. But, you know, today they act like you're trying to kill them, so I, we didn't do that. But, you know, you can always look, and you can look around, and you can see people that have it better and people that have it worse. But I'm here to tell you, we need to concentrate on things that matter. Things that are going to last for eternity. Guess what I had to do with the golf cart when we left? I had to turn it back in. I didn't get to keep it. And by the way, if I buy one, it don't take long for that thing to get old, does it? We, we drove, when we, were, when we were there, we went this, this one road that was by the bay. We rode on, up and down this road all the time. And, and there was this yellow Corvette that was sitting by these people's house. It was the Corvette. I don't know if you've ever been to a dealership, but it was the Corvette that had the, the, the long guitar on the side of it. It's just like a special made Corvette. 
beautiful car. Matter of fact, I took a picture of the car as we were driving by, you know, inconspicuously. Took a picture of the, the car, and I was going to tell a couple of people, yeah, we went to rent a car, and this is the only thing they had, so I rented this car. I didn't really. But this beautiful car, let me tell you something. It never moved from the spot the entire week. Just sat there. My guess is Guy probably never had time to drive it because he was working so hard to have it. You can have these, and guess what? They get old. They break down. Houses, they get old, and they break down. It's unbelievable. So many of our focuses begins are fixated on things that just don't last. When you die, you're taking nothing with you. I got some things that are very special to me. Matter of fact, I got things that are worth a lot of money. I got things that are worth absolutely nothing, but they're worth more to me than the things that are worth a lot of money. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Heirlooms and stuff like that. Guess what? I don't get to take any of it with me. None of it. I got some Bibles. Man, I got some, I got some nice Bibles. Listen, I got some Bibles you can look at, but you can't touch. I love them Bibles. But you know what? You're not even taking a Bible with you. Isn't that weird? You're not taking anything with you. What are you taking with you? Let me tell you what you're taking with you. You're taking with you those that you have led to the Lord. You're taking with you the blessings that God has blessed you with because you are a help to somebody else. We need to open up our eyes, church. And we need to realize that there are things that matter more than others. Sometimes we, sometimes we get it, but sometimes we don't get it until we're way down here in life. I mean, we, way, 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 way down. And then we look back and we think, why didn't I? You ever do that with parenting? Anybody? Don't, you don't have to admit it. You look back and think, you know what? I probably should have tweaked that a little bit. Maybe I should have spent more time doing this. Maybe I should have, because, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? And so you look back and you look at these things, and, and sometimes we have regrets. So when we can live in the here and now, right now, for the Lord Jesus Christ, the breath of life, what do we need to do? I, I was thinking about this as I was thinking about the church and I was thinking about each other and, and as, as those that are saved and those that know Christ as their personal Savior, what do we need to do? We need to care for one another. We need to care for one another. I, I, loved, I, I love the fact that um, Miss Betty wrote this note and talked about some people that were in her life that got to see the church caring for one another. We can bicker with one another. We can argue with one another. It happens because it happens in families, doesn't it? You ever argue with your sibling? Your brother or your sister? And you ever argue with your cousin? I mean, it happens, doesn't it? Why? Because we love each other. Now, don't let anybody else step in there. Anybody else steps in there, oh, wait a minute. Now we're on fighting grounds. Don't mess with my sister. I can call her whatever I want to, but you can't say anything. Right? That's that, that balance of family. And that's what the church is. 
The church is a family. And what is a family? A family is supposed to be there for each other. A family is supposed to pray for each other. A family is supposed to care for each other. A family is supposed to be kind to one another. So often in churches you see cliques. So often in churches you see these groups that this group's over here and then this group's over here and well this group doesn't like that group and that group doesn't care for this group. And Can you imagine? Just think about it for me, with me for a second. Can you imagine in heaven... You're saved. You know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. You get to heaven and you go, well, okay, which group do I want to be with? Because the Methodists are over here, so I'm going to stay away from them. And, and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the, the, the Presbyterians are over here. Oh, there's the Baptists. I'm going I'm to go over here. But man... Baptists can't get along for nothing. So what kind of Baptist are you? American Baptist or Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist or Independent Baptist? And by the way, I can go for five minutes. Of how many Baptists there are. Because we can't get along. We were driving home and I'm telling you, I am telling you, we were driving home, coming down 301. We took the back way. And I come out of the church. One, two, three Baptist churches. I'm talking about I could, hit, I could take a rock from the first church and hit the third church. Not the second one. The third church. All Baptist churches. Boom, boom, boom. And this is what I imagine. This one couldn't get along, so they split and made this one. And then, by golly, this one couldn't get along, so they split and now they got this one. So come to the first Baptist church, the second Baptist church, or the third Baptist church. We can't get along for nothing. By the way, that's not, in case you didn't know, that's not biblical. The Bible says that we're to be kind to each other. The Bible says that we're to care for one another. The Bible says that we're to be there for one another. Think about it when it comes to caring for the brethren. When I think about caring for the brethren, I think of several things. Number one, I think about giving. I think about giving. See, when we think about giving, we think about stewardship. We think about stewardship, we think about what? Money. Right? We think about what we give in the offering. We give, and so many times, listen to me, so many times Christians think because I gave in the offering, that means I don't have to do anything. I'm paying the preacher to do it. Two things. Number one, that's not biblical. And number two, that is just crazy. That's nuts. You can't pay your way out of being a Christian person. You can't pay somebody else to, to, to do what God has called you to do. God has called you to... Can, listen, think about it with me just for a second, how ridiculous this is. So God has called me to be kind. So I don't have time this week to be kind. So I'm going to pay Brother Danny to be kind for me. Here, here Brother Danny, here's X amount of dollars. If you'll be kind this week for me, you think to yourself, the preacher's finally lost his mind. But, that, but that's what we do with the preacher. That's what we do with the associate pastor. That's what we do with the Sunday school teachers. Hey, listen, aren't we given for them to do the work? No, you can't pay somebody else to do what God has called you to do. And God has called you to be kind. God's called you to be caring. God's called you to be loving. And so if you're not, it's not the preacher's fault. It's not the church's fault. It's your fault. 
Because when you decide to be unkind and when you decide to be ungiving, it's because you chose to be. Stop blaming it on mom and daddy. Stop blaming it on your environment. Stop blaming it on Joe Biden. And take the, the responsibility for yourself. This, I'm the way I am. Yeah, of course these things influence you. But you have a choice. And you've got to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Give. Not only give money, but give of yourself. We need, number one, uh, I don't know how much time, but listen, number one, we need, to give of our, we need to give of ourselves. Number one, we need to give them our ear. Do you know why we don't listen? Because it takes time. It takes time. This is generally what we do, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty of it. This is what we generally do on Sunday morning. Hey, Brother Danny, how you doing this morning? Good. He didn't even answer you. He didn't even say anything to you. But we don't have time to stop and ask them, listen, if I really wanted to know how Danny was doing, hey, Brother Danny, how are you, how you doing this morning? And we sit and have a conversation. Now, that's hard. Listen to me. That's hard to do on Sunday morning before church. I get it. I understand that. But we need to open up our ears and start listening to what people have to say. We need to start opening up our ears and start being burden bearers to one another. Caring for each other. If you, listen, if you care about somebody, you're going to give your ear. You're going to listen. You ever watch them? You ever see them? See them in restaurants all the time. Man, I am a people watcher by trade. I love watching people. I can sit in a mall, or I used to be able to sit in a mall and just let Wendy and the girl shop, and I just sit there. I just sit there and watch people. People are not, listen to me, people are crazy. They're not getting less crazy, they're getting more crazy. You ever sit down at a restaurant and watch a couple talk? And see one, all they do is run their mouth. Somebody goes to say something and they just talk right over them. Blah, 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 blah. Well, blah, 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 well, blah, blah, blah. It's either that. Listen, we were so tired. We were coming home. Uh, we stopped at a barbecue place. and We sat down and I just almost cracked up because we were all sitting there. Kyle had already left. He, he went home a day early. And so it was me and the girls and, and we were all sitting there at the, waiting for our barbecue. All four of us were on the phone. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I preach about this all the time. And we're all going like this. Of course, we had, you get no reception where we were, so none of us had been on the phone most of the week. And so we were just kind of, and then they they're either doing that or somebody is a dominant talker. Think about your relationship. Somebody in your relationship is the dominant talker. And somebody's the dominant listener. But you know, we all ought to listen. Listen, let me give you these two things to think about. Uh, 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 this afternoon. Think about this when it comes to giving our ear. By the way, James 1.19, you know, God given us two ears and one mouth for a reason. We're to be swift to hear, slow to speak, right? Swift to hear. Hear twice as much as you talk. It'll, it'll help you in your life. But think about these two things. Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Write that verse down. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 15. You know what the Bible says in Romans 12? It says, to rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those that weep. Think about these when it, talks, when it comes to giving our ear. Number one, listen to their problems or listen to their praises without jealousy. Listen to their praises without jealousy. Man, we get so jealous and envious over other people. Somebody comes and shares a, shares a blessing, and we say, yeah, all they're doing is tooting their own horn. Man, look at that. They're just all about... Well, all they're doing is just sharing what God has done. Why can't we rejoice with those that do rejoice? God has blessed them? Praise the Lord! Listen, God blesses another church? Praise the Lord! Do you, oh, Man, I sure hope you realize that people are saved in other churches. Lives are changed in other churches. People serve the Lord in other churches. This idea that other churches are our enemy is just ridiculous. And it's unbiblical. So praise the Lord. Rejoice with those that do rejoice. And don't be jealous. Be glad that God has blessed them. You know what I think of? I think of Joseph. Remember Joseph? Now, it's a bad idea as a parent to play favorites. Doesn't, doesn't work. You might have one, but keep it to yourself. Okay? It's never really good for the other siblings to, to find out. Well, Joseph was Jacob's favorite. And he gave him what? A coat of many colors. I don't know what that thing looked like, but it must have been the bling. I mean, it must have been nice. And so he got this coat of many colors. And what happened with the brothers? Man, they were so excited for him, and they rejoiced with him, and they praised the Lord. Are you kidding me? They were so mad. They saw red. I mean, steam was coming out their ears. Matter of fact, they were so angry, they tried to kill him. Matter of fact, if it wasn't for Reuben, they would have killed him, sold him into slavery. You know the story. Came back, lied to the, lied to the father. Lied to Jacob, said, listen, he got eaten by the animal, here's the, here's the coat, it's full of blood, and the man, he's just gone. Why? Because they were jealous over something else somebody else was blessed with. Listen, listen with your ear, and listen to their rejoicing, listen to their blessings without jealousy. Number two, listen to their problems without judgment. Without judgment. If somebody comes to you with a prayer request, they're coming to you with a prayer request not so that you can share it on Instagram. Or that you can plaster it on Facebook. They're coming to you, get this, because they have confidence in you. They have confidence that you're going to listen to them without judgment. Somebody comes to you with a, with a problem or with an issue, you say, yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew that was a problem. Ha! I saw it coming a mile away. What do we do? Judge, judge, judge. What do people... You know what we do? You know why we sit in malls and look at people? Because we judge them. We have somebody's life figured out. We never even met the person. See somebody walking on the street. We see somebody coming into a church and we don't know them. I'm here to tell you. Do you remember... It's been a while ago now. Somebody had come into our church, and they come in this back door. They come through. They came in late. 
They came down. They walked all the way down here. They turned around. This is, I'm preaching now, like I am now. Turned around, walked all the way back up here. You know what my first thought was? Where's the security team? Somebody, somebody might have to shoot this joker. I mean, he, he, might be, he might be coming down here. He might open fire. This is the first thing I'm thinking because the guy, I mean, he was dressed a little bit different. He looked a little bit different. You know what he's doing? Looking for the person that invited him to church. That's what he's doing. I mean, he have too many social skills because he was walking all over the place while the preaching was going on. But that's what we do. We look at people and we judge them. Listen, when somebody shares a problem with them, don't judge them, just pray for them. Because I'm telling you, it wasn't for the grace of God, you'd be in the same predicament. You can have the same problem. This idea that you have it all figured out is a joke. It's an absolute joke to think you have everything figured out. And I'm telling you, the problems that other people are facing, you can face those problems too. So pray for somebody without judging. Have an open ear. Listen to somebody. Take time. We don't like to do that because we don't have it. Because we're spending our time doing X, Y, and Z. You know, I didn't stop and listen to somebody because I didn't have any time, but, you know, we go home and watch a two-hour movie. Or we binge-watch a show that we missed, you know, on, 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 uh, you know, on Roku. And, man, we, you know, we watched 14 of them in a row, but we didn't have time to listen. We didn't have time to take time after church. You ever see this? I do it sometimes. I shouldn't. But I do this sometimes. People are fellowshipping after church, and, and I'm back here at the light. Like, click, 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 click. It's time to leave. Now, I'm the one up here telling you to fellowship. I'm the one up here telling you to have an open ear. I'm the one up here telling you to be here for one another. And I'm back there by the light going, come on, people, I want to go home. We do that, don't we? We often do that to each other. And God's people, listen to me. More than, more than anybody else, God's people need to care for one another. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads are bowed this morning, our eyes are closed. Church, we need to care. We need to be kind. We need to be there for one another. Rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with those that weep. That's what God, God's intended for us in our lives. To be there for each other. When we come to church, we ought to be coming to church so that we can be a blessing and a help to each other, not a hindrance to each other. 